And here we go. We are back. It is the Back Row Bengals Sports Podcast presented to you by Back Row Sports. I am your host, Josh Miller. Uh, so excited to be back. Um, I had a to take a, about a week. I had some personal stuff going on. Uh, I needed to straighten that out, and um, I need to straight, straighten out my mental health. Um, but I'm finally back. I've missed podcasting so much. Uh, I've only had my first podcast today. Uh, back after a week uh, with my degenerate account that will be up later if you follow me on that account uh, for this one finally this is going to be coming out and I'm so excited to be talking about the Bengals again I've missed talking about the Bengals uh, I think about them every single day and I'm sure you guys do as well uh, you think about just different things that they can all uh, you know do different scenarios and stuff and uh, so excited to be back so let's just get right back into it uh, again we're gonna these episodes are gonna be a lot shorter because in the fact we're not in a season. Um, you know, we don't really know what's going on with this season in the first place, even though I still think we'll be, we'll have a season and we'll be fine, but you just, uh, right now they're so, so uncertain in these times, but, um, it, it, what's not uncertain is this podcast is coming out and we're going to keep cranking out content. It's just going to be shorter and shorter. And then as, uh, more becomes certain and more becomes, uh, apparent to us, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll keep growing and we'll keep progressing at any rate. Um, so uh, I put out a poll of what you guys wanted to hear for the first podcast back. Again, I like doing that because I want to uh, hear what you guys have to say and I want to hear your guys' suggestions. So I'm going to um, reveal. It. So what basically uh, was the majority of the uh, of the poll? I think it was about 75 percent uh, said that they wanted me to talk about Joe Mix's contract, and uh, I haven't really talked about that that much. I've I've mentioned it here and there. Um, but it, I haven't done like a real deep dive into it. So he, so let's talk about it. So Joe Mixon is still on his rookie deal. He's got a four-year, $40 million deal. Um, he's going to be a free agent in, uh, in 2021. Uh, so basically he, he's coming up on, on his, uh, his last year of his contract. Uh, and it's going to be, so basically this is where, uh, a lot of running backs, or I mean, just players at this position who think that they should be getting a long-term deal or a deal somewhere else are going to uh, is going to hold out and uh, either wait on a trade or, or a deal to get done. Uh, with how I'm looking at Joe Mixon and how he has handled this situation, um, it does not look like he's going to hold out. Uh, if he were to hold out, he still uh, has to go and report to training camp that is in his contract. And uh, he's a little too deep into it now. Uh, he doesn't. He's not going to. Uh, he's not. Go- he, honestly, personally, he's not going to hold out. I, I don't think he's going to hold out. I, I don't think there's a reason for him to. He hasn't alluded to it. Uh, he's very active on social media. Really hasn't said much of anything in terms of bad stuff towards the Bengals organization or uh, the possibility of holding out. Like he really hasn't. Um, he's been very active. Uh, I follow him on Twitter. He's a good follow. Uh, he's just really, he just, it almost seems like he's just ready for the season to get started. I think he does want to stay in Cincinnati. And, and that's that's big. That's something we haven't had, um, you know, a big star like him, which he, he really is a big star. And the reason he doesn't get as much pub as he does is honestly is because we don't win. When you win, um, when you win, people start to take notice. Um, I, I, I go back to when um, I, I was in high school. And uh, I was playing football at the time, 
And um, uh, we, for the first two years, we weren't very good. We had a head coach who uh, has been there for a while, and the program was not was not in a good shape. Uh, I think we only went to the playoffs like one time. We've only had a couple winning seasons in our year. So then my junior year, um, a new co- uh, new head coach came in, and immediately improvement. We went six and four my junior year, and then uh, senior year we went nine and one. Not to brag. But uh, he mentioned something. He said, uh, when your team starts winning, uh, that's when uh, uh, people start to notice a lot more. Uh, so it was around that time that, I mean, we had the same players and, and you know, the talent was better. But, I mean, it was still it, it was still, it was still these same players. And, and now these same players were getting uh, all conference, uh, all state rec- recognitions. It's because our team was winning. And I believe that is a direct factor of our team winning. I think that's why the reason that Joe Mixon still hasn't been looked at as the top star that he really could be. And I think he could be a, a great top star, but we got now he has a team around him that's really going to you know, set him up for success. And I think he knows that. I think he knows he has a chance to play you know, beside Joe Burrow in a, in a really, really good offense and a new offensive line. Uh, the organization is showing steps forward in terms of adding star talent, free agency, um, making their players happy, uh, uh, just just more public outreach with their social media. I mean, we can all agree the Bengals social media team has been on fire. Uh, they they need to keep putting out more stuff because obviously we have nothing else to watch. So we need we need some more things to watch. And uh, I think Joe I, I think Joe knows that. So I don't I don't understand why. If he wants to stay on this on this uh, roster, he wants to stay with his franchise, and wants to get a long term deal here, which I think they 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 will. I, I really do think the Bengals will will give him a deal, and I think he'll take it. Now, I, if Joe Mixon says no to those deals and, and he bets on himself and he requests a trade, uh, that would really that would really 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 suck. Uh, I can understand betting on yourself, but at a, at the running back position, uh, we all we all know. I mean, the running back position, holding out has has really never. I mean, it really it really has only worked for Ezekiel Elliott, uh, most notably. But it, it didn't work out for Melvin Gordon. It didn't work out for Le'Veon Bell. And this Le'Veon Bell was was like the was the number one back in the league. What happens? He held out. He ended up getting twenty million less. I mean, with run, I mean, it just shows that like the vulnerability of the running back position, and, and you know, there's only so many running backs in this league that. Um, so let's say Christian McCaffrey held out. I, I think he would get a deal done immediately. I think Carolina's going to hold on to him for a while. I mean, but there's not many. There's not many Christian McCaffreys in the league now. I think Joe Mixon thinks that he could be that, and on the Bengals, I think he could. I I, I think. That he will get majority of the touches over Giovanni Bernard, who is also still a, a phenomenal back. That I think we need to use him uh, a lot more in the passing game, and he's very good with pass blocking. So is Joe. Um, and, and we can we can now cycle in back and forth. But Joe probably realizes now that he's going to get the majority of the touches. So I, I do. There wouldn't really be that much of a reason for him to hold out. Uh, another reason why. People are saying that Joe Mixon should hold out is because of the franchise. Well, obviously, we've been dispelling those myths over the past you know couple weeks that we've been doing this, and uh, that how the Bengals have actually been I mean so different this year. Uh, a term that I that I heard 
Uh, I forget where I heard it from. It may have been from uh, Hear That Podcast Ground with Paul Dana Jr. and Jay Morrison. Uh, but I can't remember. Uh, is the uh, effect of Burrow Ball. And now, uh, but what I mean by that is with Burrow now being there, they're selling the vision of this team is going to be phenomenal. And Joe Bur- here comes Joe Burrow, who's going to be the next Joe Montana, as said by Joel Klatt, who I respect his opinion greatly. I think Joel Klatt's a very smart, smart guy. A little too much Big, a little too much Big Ten love, but he's very smart, and, and he's comparing him to Joe Montana. And, and you know, even Colin Coward, who is the biggest hater of the Bengals ever, uh, said he was, he, you know, he he looks like Tony Romo. Now, I mean, Tony Romo may be the butt of a couple jokes, but he Tony Romo was a really good quarterback, and in his heyday, when he had weapons, he he, he performed very well. Um, and 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 Joe looks at or uh, Joe Mixon now looks at Joe Burrow, and and you know probably his thing is like, well, I'm probably going to be around a very very talented offense for a while, and I have the chance to be a superstar of that offense because Joe Mixon's now going to be one of the leaders of the offense. I mean, more than he already was. Uh, he, if he's probably he's at the end of his contract he's probably going to get another one uh t higgins is new uh i i i mean there's a lot there's a lot going on and and joe mixon is very outspoken um all over the place he's an outspoken leader and he really is you've never heard of joe mixon being a locker room problem um you always see him so excited and he runs so hard and the fans love him and the fans love him however um, the Bengals do have to be careful, and I hate to say this. I would so much rather not overpay for Joe Mixon, and here's why: is because we are rebuilding into a dynasty, right? Now, I would love for Joe Mixon to be a part of that, and it looks like he's going to be. But I'm saying, if if like I'm talking worst case scenario, as in. Joe Mixon just just asked for some ridiculous like like top three back money. I don't think the Bengals should be spending that much money on on a back when you're trying to rebuild the entire team. I mean, I understand we 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 hit we really did hit a couple home runs in the draft. I really believe that. I I, I think I think we hit a lot of home runs in the draft and. Um, and I think taking a hit on a cap like that handcuffs you during free agency. It really handcuffs you. Now, Joe Mixon, will again, will be a huge part of the offense no matter what. But if, if this, but we need to start thinking of the long run. We need to start thinking is uh, you're not only this Bengals team, but next year's Bengals team and the year after that and the year after that. With, you know, within the next four to five years, this vision is supposed to be you know super bowl contenders that that's that's the bengal's vision right now that's how they're signing new free agents that's how they're that's why they're getting you know high powered high octane offensive guys so if you overpay for joe mixon if you overpay for mixon you're going to get handcuffed in free agency when it comes down when the uh free agency deadline is is uh slow, like starts approaching and you can't, and you need to sign, you know, maybe one more offensive guy or one more defensive guy to really like just send you over, send you over the top, and and, and to, to make a huge run. Um, if if you overpay, you're not going to be able to do that. So the Bengals need to really be smart with this. Uh, and again, and 
I personally think that more fans would be happy with Joe Mixon uh, being overpaid, and that's fine because Joe Mixon's a very likable guy and he's a very likable player. He plays hard every single game. Uh, he runs his ass off. He he runs behind a line that that was that has been questionable over the couple of years. Uh, really hasn't hasn't come out and said like our offensive line is bad or hasn't really hasn't said anything like that. He really just puts his head down and works. And uh, I think the citizens of Cincinnati can really appreciate that. Uh, more than a lot of other cities because Cincinnati is a very put-your-head-down-and-go-to-work type of city. And I take great pride with that. And uh, I believe a lot of people in Cincinnati do. Um, so I think if we don't sign him, if for some reason he walks, I don't think he's going to I don't think he's gonna hold out. I think he is going to play out his last half his contract uh, because he'll probably, get, he'll probably get a lot more money. Now, I mean, obviously, if he, if he suffers an injury, that's, that's a huge problem. We're going to knock on wood on that one. Uh, we're definitely going to knock on wood on that, but if that happens, uh, uh, his, his 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 stock will go way 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 down. So I mean, he might right now. Joe Mixon might be going against his agent, or or there's two there's two different scenarios of what I see what's going on right now with Joe Mixon. Um, he's either ignoring his agent, and he's saying I kind of need to play this year because I, I I need to play this year. I need to pr- either prove my worth. Or I'm going to stay with the Bengals. The yeah, the other scenario is he fully intends on staying with the Bengals, and they're going to get a deal done, and, or and they're already in the processes of getting a deal done. Um, so now it's really it really is too late to hold out. I don't think he is. A lot of people say he should, but I mean, he's not. I I personally don't think he's going to hold out. Uh, if I had it my way, I really hope he isn't holding out. Obviously, uh, now. We just got to be careful with uh, now. I, I think we can we can pay him top back league or top back uh, money. Maybe not top three back, but maybe top five, top six, top seven. Because uh, honestly, you need to have you need to have superstars. You do. You need to have a you need to have a couple superstars to win the Super Bowl. Now, I think that the Bengals personally think that their superstars are in their draft class. Uh, Joe Burrow, T. Higgins, and uh, they, and uh, Logan Wilson, and Marcus Bailey, and and they, Akeem Adeniji, they, and I call it Kareem, and, and you know their entire draft class. Uh, Akeem Davis Gaither, forgot about him. Yeah, but they're they're hoping that their superstars are in their draft class. So, but Joe Mixon is already a superstar. So overpaying for him. Uh, to the point in terms of like top seven money and top eight money would be a lot a lot more reasonable and a lot better than top three back money and, and that's a huge that's a huge margin right there. Now should we sign Joe Mixon to a long term contract like a seven year deal? Hell no. Hell no. As much as I hate to say it, and as much as I love Joe Mixon as a player, running backs just are a a very interesting weird group because they just don't have that long of a life they either are the longest lifespan in the nfl or or they're 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 in and out in three years got to be careful with that again i don't think he's going to hold out i don't think it would be good for joe mixon to hold out on his contract i think he does need to play again so uh, we'll see so that's basically my take on the joe mixon contract situation um i i hope again i hope he stays in 
I would love to lock him up to a three or a four year deal. I think that would be the the best interest of both parties. Because we can lock him up in a three or four year deal when the Bengals are going to hit their peak, their decade peak so far. We'll probably be in 2024, 2025, maybe 2023 if all goes to plan. Uh, if really, if all goes right, maybe we'll even get it at 2023, and hell, maybe we'll even get it this year. However, uh, if we're looking at most realistically, if we get him to a four-year deal, we're going to be hitting our stride, and he's still going to be here. Now, if we go seven years, again, that's going to handcuff us a lot because that's a cap. That's another addition to our cap. And a lot of times, we can't do, we can't hold on. And then what if he underperforms? I don't think he'll underperform. I, I think he, he's an incredible back, but what if he does? Then, then, then what happens? If we locked him up to a seven-year deal and overpaid, then we're stuck. Then we are going to have to rebuild out of that contract too. Bengals got to be careful with this pick. Is it a great sign? Is it a great idea to sign Joe Mixon? Hell yes. Should you sign him to a long-term deal? Should you pay top three back money for him? Probably not. Probably not. All right, that, so that's my take on the Joe Mixon contract. Again, I hope he comes back. Um, there's really not much of anything in, in terms of Bengals news. Uh, interviewed da- uh, Dan Horde last week. Great interview. Definitely give that a listen. Loved having him on. Um, you listen to him like my entire life. Ever since I was really started to watch the Bengals, I, I'd listen to him all the time. And the Bearcats and stuff. So great interview with him. Great talking to him. But he does open some light on the free agency. I asked him about it. I asked him about obviously Larry Warford and, and maybe even trading for Jamal Char, uh, Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams. Sorry, not Jamal Charles. Jamal Adams. And he said it just looks like the Bengals organization is just not going to make a move on that, which is fine. Okay. So this is they are really putting a lot of trust into their offensive line this year. And that's going to be interesting to see. Um, we talked about this as the year, and, and even Dan said this, as the year went on, the offensive line did get better. They really do like Jim Turner. They think he's doing a good job. I per, I think he's doing a good job too. Now, could you have kept the same offensive line? Hell no. On a 2-14 and 14 team, you really can't keep it much of anybody from your second worst part of your team. You really can't. You had to. So now they have 40%. New offensive line. There you go. 40%. They did exactly what was asked of them, which was change their offensive line. And they did it. 40% new. And then, I mean, if Akeem Adeniji really starts to, you know, show out and play, there would be even more. There would be even more. I think I think Trey Hopkins is a great center. I, I think he's a, a very underrated part of the Bengals roster. Uh, I think if we can build around him, he's a great leader. Again, Jonah Williams, Xavier Suofilo, this is a team to get excited about. This is an offensive line to get excited about. Uh, so, uh, again, to my original thought about uh, the free agency and Larry Warford, I, he, Dan said, I don't think they're going to go after him. And I originally I thought, oh, man, the Bengals might actually make a move for him. Then when I talked to him and the more I thought about it, I don't think, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that's going to happen. When you're introducing something new to somebody, you have to go in small increments. It could be a new idea. It could be uh, a new 
uh, opinion. I mean, we're seeing a lot of it in this country. People are changing little by little. For better, for better or worse, obviously, a lot of it is for the better, and, and a lot of people are becoming more educated, obviously, and that's great, and that's great. But a lot of people have to go at a slow pace. They have to slowly take things in. They have to find their own way um, by you know by themselves. So the Bengals are doing the same thing. Again, they just never, never were big in free agency. Never tried to make a big splash. This year, they did. Signed a lot of really good talent, a lot of really good talent. Uh, a, a team to build around, a, a team to. I mean, uh, again, a lot of if these players uh, who we picked up, you know, Mackenzie Alexander, Von Bell, uh, uh, Xavier Sulafilo, DJ Reader, if they if they really step up this year and realize, like, you know, we could build something here. Like we're playing with Joe Burrow, we're pay- playing with the future of the NFL, which a lot of people believe he is. They believe Joe Burrow is the future of the NFL. I do as well. I think he's the future. Then I think they're going to, they're going to stay, and they're going to, and they're going to work their asses off to be the best that they can be. And and so that being said, they made a huge splash in free agency. So now people are asking them, um, should the Bengals go out and go get Larry Warford again? I think they should. It would be great for them to. Uh, it would really put a final nail on the coffin on the offensive line, but, but Dan said they're not going to. And the more I think about it, I don't think they are either. That's a lot of new things all at once in one free agency. They already did a lot. If they go, you're going to have to keep introducing them, the, introducing the Bengals to this idea of going heavy free agency uh, slowly and slowly every year. Um. So so with that. I just I don't think he's I don't think the Bengals are gonna go out and go get Larry Warford, which is fine, which is fine, honestly. I, I don't think they're gonna go out and get him, and that's okay. Uh, I think the Bengals want to see what they got next year. Did this jump in free agency? Did this really help out their team? And if it did, if it does, and they go out and they have a much better season than they did last year, you know, and honestly, a much better season would be six and ten. That's a much better season than what we had. Six and ten is a much better season. Then I don't think they're going. To, I, then I think they're going to keep making splashes in free agency. Maybe signing, maybe not Larry Warford, but some other guys down the road, or trading for guys. I know uh, Ninjoku just uh, is now asking for a trade because Austin Hooper's at the Browns. Uh, I think Njoku would be a, a great addition, but I also think C.J. Uzama is a very good tight end. I, I think he's a very good tight end. Doesn't get enough credit. Um, uh, if he can just get a little, if he can just be a little bit more deadly, maybe work on his speed a little bit this off season, just get a little bit faster, maybe just just ca- a little catching abilities, maybe move Auden Tate down into the tight the tight end spot and just have him go on have him go on the tight end routes. That's a thought I just had, because Auden Tate's just got that big reach. He's got that long length to him. He can make some catches that a lot of receivers just can't. And it's because he he's got a little he's got a little tight end build to him, just a little bit, not much, but a little. You can move him down a little bit. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, again, there's not much going on else in the Bengal in Bengals news. I, I, I'll keep going with it. If there's a new uh, leak in, in whatever it is, I, I'm going to uh, I'll, I'll do a, another podcast right then and there. Our next podcast will be Thursday. Uh, and Thursday, I think I'm going to go through the whole schedule. I have yet to do that yet and, and break down each game. 
or at least do the front half and then a back half the next Tuesday. Um, but but we're back in it. We're back. We're back to uh, back row Bengals sports, and I'm excited. Again, this is the Back Row Bengals Sports Podcast. I appreciate all you. I am Josh Miller. Definitely give it a listen. Uh, give the Back Row Fantasy Show, which is basically what this is based off of. Uh, go ahead, give them a listen. That's our headquarters. Great guys. Um, let's try to grow this brand, and, and I appreciate all you. And uh, we're back at it. I'm excited. All right. Who day, Bengals fans? I'll see you guys Thursday. Bye.